Knock, knock. Who's there? It's the Sim and the Pylon, and I'm Corey, your beloved Pylon. And Sim, the one and only Sim, that's not actually how Knock Knock goes there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are, but, fucker. Um, how are you, man? <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty good. I got five hours of sleep last night, feeling a little bleary, but, uh, you know. Raring, 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 raring to go. Oh, shit, I should have asked you about that before we started. No, it was good. Uh, It was fun. uh, Yeah, so we had an episode that was lost due to uh, technical stuff, and it's been since the 6th, which was I was going to say, we did actually record for all of you dear (laughs) listeners, but um, yeah, it went the way of the... The The way of the wind. the way of the wind. The way of the... What was the duck that... that Or the, the bird that died? Dodo birds? What? They're dead? Are they extinct? I, I think maybe. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Let me look. No, Sammy. Dodo bird. They're not dead. Are they? Are you sure? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm concerned now. I don't now. think that they've ever existed in all our... Shut up. Extinct flightless bird that was endemic to the island of Mauritius. 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 Son of a fuck. No more dodo birds. They were kind of cute. I wonder if people ate them. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm mean, that, that how they you get know, extinct, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Closest genetic relatives also extinct. Hey. Anyways, uh, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. We're talking about how you went to Mexico and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yes, everybody. It's my birthday. I'm 33. <laughs> I went to Mexico City and Los Angeles. Uh, Mexico City's tight. Everybody should go there. It's, I mean, you know, uh, all at once. Don't go there. Don't don't go there all at once. <laughs> don't make it more expensive. But uh, best big city in the world that I have been to. Oh, I've been to four or five. Oh, no shit, huh? Mm-hmm. What? Are, what were you... Yeah, I'd much rather go there than than New York or, or L.A. And honestly, even uh, I loved Istanbul, but I would I would rather go to Mexico City than Istanbul. No shit. What? Yeah. T- uh, it's badass. Two reasons for that. I, just two. You know, it's just got all of the things that a big city has, but it's like a little more accomplishable. And you know, it's got like great food. It's got really interesting culture. It's beautiful architecture. Um, but it's half the price of all of those other places, even, I think, cheaper than Istanbul in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's really easy to get around. You can you can bike. I mean, I would be terrified to drive there because uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to drive. in. in I, I didn't even like driving in L.A. Um, but it's just, like, it's expansive, and it's, it's beautiful, and it's interesting. And, um, you know, it's the first... Uh, this is not a, an upsell of it. This is just a note of sad history but it was the first place to be like occupied by fucking evil European uh, settlers the Spanish came to Mexico City and set up a you know a a community where they murdered all the indigenous people and burned all of their books and writing before anywhere else in the Americas damn they set the bar they sure did fucking Spanish I hate them uh, except I hate them except for Andres G which uh, is a is a is a is a dope group I don't know maybe we'll put a song on there I don't know yeah I bet you don't I don't know yeah I know. I'm trying I I really have for the last few weeks been like 
Um, I should listen to some rap, and then I just listen to Main Street shit. Like no, it's okay. Ombres G is not rap. It's like very poppy. Anyways, we'll put one of the songs on one of the one of the sides. But uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Great trip. Shit. Um, the wild. The wild. What the fuck? What a wild, what a wild time. Been pretty miserable since the All Star break, and everybody. They, do you want me to pop off on this, or do you? What do you? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Everybody, go, go off, everybody go. think. I, oh, here's my take on the wild for a trade deadline, and we want to do mostly a trade deadline esque pre mm-hmm. thing episode deal, and you know, I just don't think that they're gonna be big movers. Um, and I think the Nico Sturm trade might be one of the only, maybe two, um, but with the Nico Sturm trade, it had me thinking about how Garen is gonna, how he has to build and how he has to maneuver over the next couple of years, and it's, Mm -hmm. um, Michael Russo, God bless you so much, sir. Um, let it be, you know, released the fact that Nico wouldn't agree to a team-friendly deal. Um, and if you think about the way... Which supposedly came in slightly above what we got Yost for, actually. Russo said he thought it was like two and a quarter, two and a half a year. Yeah. Um, but, like, the way the the team has been advertised as like very like great locker room and mm-hmm. etc i feel like it's kind of a message maybe i don't know i could be reading into it but you know like with the ufas that are up i mean rfas at least that are up um looking especially at capo kakinen like yep. you're gonna have to take a team friendly deal and i also kind of think that like this year and maybe next year like this is going to be the team that it is and you're going to see players like Jost whether it's like a 7th defenseman that we acquire or sign but like you're, we're not going to be in the market for big no players big splashes. for anytime soon nope. uh, and I also I think that's good um, me personally I'm, 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 I'm okay having a team that's very young um i'm okay with rotating a few players in that like maybe don't are under underperformed from like their scouted uh teams and you know they're they're rfa and we maybe swap prospects or something like that those are the kind of deals that are just gonna happen um you look at teams that have given up first i think and I'm looking at Carolina. I mean, the Carolina hasn't yet, but mostly Florida and Tampa Bay uh, getting Hagel, which I you're gonna light me up for this comment, but that Hagel kid on Tampa Bay, he I think he has uh, 50 games played and 37 points or something like that, which isn't like insane, but it's pretty fucking good for like a third liner. No, I think it's yeah. That kid is gonna pop off in Tampa. Um, and I think that the price that they paid for it, um, maybe a little bit of an overpayment, but teams like Tampa and Florida know they have a window and they're okay not having high draft picks because they have the players for the next two or three seasons to compete. Uh, and yeah, I just think that Garen needs to, with the pre-season suitor buyouts, he's got to be mindful of the next three years. 
and I think he's not gonna give up. He's not gonna give up top picks for and overpay for people because he's gonna build mm-hmm. the team. He's building. I feel like he's building the team for 23, 24. Oh no, 24, 25 season, and that, I'm okay with that because we're still competitive now. May I? Absolutely. Thank you, Sammy. I actually mostly agree with everything that you said. What I am going to rip you apart for is that you think Hagel was an overpayment, but you almost half-assed defended the Chariot. Read my text Chirot. aloud. Read my, read my text aloud. <laughs> read, I want you to read that text aloud for everybody. I, I said something. Uh, I forget if it was... Let me find it. Um, on text or Instagram. I know it was... I think it was maybe shit. You look through Instagram. I'm looking through text. Oh, fuck. I was looking through text, but I'm moving Instagram right now. But I, I did Instagram. say... I did say it was something like, you know, I don't hate... Oh, as far as Chirac goes, yes, he isn't the greatest defenseman and certainly is not a top a bad four. Defenseman. But he is big and bad, which the Panthers lack severely. So I think it makes sense for Florida. He doesn't have to pick up huge minutes and adds big depth that Florida's immediate competition has, Tampa Bay slash Carolina. Um, I said nothing about what they paid for it. And, and I'm I think just saying. That, I think that also proves my point, though. Like, they can afford to pull shit like that because they need, you know, the three, four, five, six, seven defensemen. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they aside from fucking uh, Gudis and, like, Duclair, they are a small, fast team. They really are. Yeah, but but Gudis is huge, and he sits on the third defensive pairing. They run him on the second. Two guys like Ekblad. Sometimes I'm telling you, they do. It's like when you have two guys who are not analytically friendly. Sherriot's like one of the worst analytical defensemen in the NHL. He's playing. Um, He he just leaks fucking. Yeah, but he but but he's he's just not a good defenseman. Um, And I think to to pay. Yeah, but so is fucking Gudis. I just they you know, have I think that that's, players, I think that that is antiquated, uh, silly hockey, hockey Can thing. I, I think that that's yeah. Would you feel comfortable going to the playoffs with uh, a line that consisted of like Dewar? Uh, this is a stretch, and I'm just trying to make a point. Please play with me. Uh, Dewar, Rossi, and fucking like. Fiala in place of like the Greenway Ekfalino line. The grief line? Yeah. Uh I wouldn't, but I, I I challenge your your statement that Florida doesn't have size. Sam Bennett is big, Aaron Ekblad no, is big not. and plays big. Sam he Bennett's plays like big. 120 pounds. They both play really big. Just like just like quite frankly, I actually do feel pretty comfortable about Connor Dewar and the way that he throws his body around despite not being huge. I think that he plays a big game. Anthony Duclair is obviously big and tough. Patrick Hornquist is not huge, but he plays a big game. Mackenzie Weger is plays a very big game and is a defenseman. Brandon Montour plays a pretty big game. Uh, they they are not as as small as people talk about them, and I think to add a puck leaking defenseman. If if they had paid uh, maybe even a second round, I would be like, well, you know, it is what it is. A first and a fourth and a and a prospect to I, I don't know prospects intimately, but he's supposedly, you know, maybe going to be an NHL regular. Uh, I think it is a gross overpayment, and while I understand that teams have to go for it, to me, I think you're handicapping yourself for the future by acquiring a slow, puck-bleeding defenseman, and I I don't think it makes enough of a difference 
to have that make sense. There's other trades that I haven't hated. I actually, I, I think the Hagel, 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 whatever the fuck, trade is a great move for Tampa Bay. I don't know if he's going to get the minutes to explode there, but I think he's signed for a couple more years. Yeah. And I think when they when they inevitably, that's, I read this thing that was like, he's the, you know, top five contracts in the NHL. Yep. And I, and I think that's true, and I think it makes a lot of sense because, you know, whether or not they win a cup this year, they're going to bleed guys out. They're not going to have yeah. enough money. You guys are going to need money coming up, and I think it's nice to have some. Eventually, I think that he will explode. I don't know that this season no. I don't look for him to get minutes where he's going to be scoring no. 0.8 points per game, you know, because that is no, the difference, yeah. right? On, on Chicago, he's a second line at worst. Um and, and so he, you know, I think he's really talented and really fast, and he's 23, and again, a great contract. I think it's a great pickup, but I don't I don't see him being a point-per-game player this year no. or, you know. I'm uh, surprised Chicago let that kid go, honestly. Well, I think it really set a tone, and, and I mean, they got two first rounds for him. And I think Chicago, I actually uh, fuck the Chicago Blackhawks and their shitty fucking owner group and whatever else but you know they have a 33 year old GM now or 32 he's like my age uh not Corey's age because he's not to be <laughs> a little bit Parker. older I was gonna get you some whiskey for your birthday and now I'm gonna get you a bag of rocks you old bitch <laughs> <laughs> um but you know uh fucking that's um that's, I think that's a good move. I think he's like he's he's dedicating himself to an actual rebuild. I read a thing where Jonathan Taze was like, well, we'll see how I feel about the year. And if I was the GM, I'd be like, fucking good. Make the veterans uncomfortable. Sell the fucking farm. Commit to a three-year, four-year rebuild while you can before you continue to like handicap yourself and whatever else. So I think you get, you get two fucking firsts and whatever. Those other kids that came over... Um, Kachuk looks like maybe he will be a decent NHL player. The other guy, I think, is is a fringe who maybe will be a regular, at least, if not like a high-ranking regular. I think it's a hell of a, a, a pickup for, for the Hawks as far as futures, and I think it's a great pickup to have that much more speed and skill for Tampa Bay. He fits in the system there really well. Um, I like I like that trade on both sides. Um, they're really deep. I'm going to be super fucking annoyed if they win a cup, but I'm not shocked. Uh, um, just, just root for Florida, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for the Minnesota Wild, Corey. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess that's my other, the only other thing that I would challenge you on is, because I think that you're right, I think Garen's looking to the future and he's playing a long game, but I think he's playing that long game and, and not going to be aggressive in part to build a better team for the future, but also because I think he genuinely on some level does believe in the team we have now and thinks that it should be a competitive team short of goaltending, which I think he'll have to make some kind of decision about over the next year or two. And we'll see what happens. I agree that he's not going to pick anything up. I think, I think he will trade Jack McBain before the yeah. trade deadline. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, that's what but, I was you know, saying. it's a second like round prospect. pick. Yeah. yeah yes, exactly. He's sending a prospect off for a, for a second round pick. And I think that's, that's great. You know, I did, Russo talked about, we've got a lot of, you know, one to three years off defensive prospects that are pretty decent. Ryan O'Rourke. Like, Ryan O'Rourke, uh, there's like, there's a solid handful of them. I can't fucking, I'm looking at a different <laughs> athletic article right now, so I can't, uh, 
but you know Mike Russo said in some ways he was like well I don't to me it makes sense to get rid of some of those guys um, because you're not going to sign them all they aren't all going to have a home uh, Russo's of the opinion that Fiala's probably just not coming back which I think is probably true I think you probably end up trading him although he says you know if you could if you could package some of the money on the team with one of those kids and and make room for Fiala I mean six million wasn't enough for Fiala last year so I just I think that he's probably not gonna happen but we have we got Kaylin Addison Carson Lambos Jack Pert Damon Hunt Ryan O'Rourke Marshall Warren all of whom are at least fringe NHLers, if not, you know, like, I think Kalen Addison's going to be not a great defenseman, but he's going to be a good offensive defenseman eventually. Yeah. Um, Ryan O'Rourke's played solid hockey. Carson Lambos, I think, is pretty solid. Uh, and we're coming into a lot of to a lot of picks. We'll probably get a second for Mac, McBain. We're going to get a, a second for not signing Philip Johansson. Um, but, yeah, I love I love the Garen uh, approach, and and, and I don't think it's solely based on him being like, I'm just looking to the future. I think he's also like, well, I don't have to make any major shifts right now because when this team plays well and the goaltending is average, we're a really good team. When the goaltending is substantially below average and the guys get snake bit, I think that, yeah. we, as we're seeing, they fall apart. Although I, I like to think that maybe we're coming out of it. Um, I agree. Fingers crossed. Um, we have looked better in the last three or four games. Woof, right? Um, yeah. I have a armchair GM. I oh, idea do tell. Question. Um, no. I'm looking at like the defense, and I feel like that's kind of where you're gonna like. If you want to sign Fiala, um, yeah. You know, like, do you do you touch your top four at all? Do you, and 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 I say this because you know. You know, like with Kalen Addison, maybe on the fringe for next year. Um, yeah. You look at. I don't think you have to. I think you. You know, you talk to Dumba and you're like, "Hey, uh, 23, 24, we're gonna sign you, but it's gonna be for like four. Well, I think that's what it comes and down to. And then you look at Jonas Brodeen, and you say, "Hey, Jonas." Uh, would you be comfortable handing me a 10-team list? Uh, we're kind of screwed. Uh, and we could use some cap space so we could be offensive. You know? I think... I, I just... I know, I, I know he has... I love Jonas, I, I, I do, too. But I'm just saying, like, I think if Fiala stays, which I don't think he will, but, like, I wonder... Because, dude, he's... Garen did... You know, with, ever since he started, he's been pulling... Really creative, smart moves out of nowhere, and I look at the yeah. six million that Brodeen's got, and I wonder. I wonder if he does ask him. I'm not saying that he ever will, but like, I, I think too. Um, I just like don't know how else you get to free up any cap space, and you're just so fucked. And I don't. At first, I was worried about resigning Kakinen when he was playing well. Yeah, I think you Whatever. signed him to like one point five for two now. Well, and I think that's the upside is that he's played himself out of real money. Yep. Um, yeah. Because I think even if he even if he catches fire at this point in the season, you say, well, you have a, you know, even if he plays as a nine fifty goalie for the rest of the year, which I would love, but I don't think is going to happen. 
you're talking about a close to 900 save percentage, you know, probably still above three goals against. Uh, and I just don't think he gets substantial money to be a backup, you know, like a, a borderline serviceable backup. Yeah. I don't think, um, A, I think Jonas Brodin likes Minnesota. I think that there's a lot of fucking I, no, I love goddamn Nordic people. I love him. Uh, and so I don't think he, if he has his druthers, which he does have his druthers for the next three years, at least after this year, I don't think he puts a list out. Um, I think, or 27, 28. He is, although his no-move contract ends in, in 2025. Oh. Which is slick, because he's, you know, I think, what is he? Is he 27 right now or something? He's 28. He's 28. So it ends when he's 31 or 32, which is, I think, slick. And, and, and probably, if I was GM at that point, while he's still playing, you know, great defensive hockey. And and again, I, I while I've bitched about, he's not... Uh, wower offensively, but he's put more into that game than he used to have. He's no longer yeah. strictly a responsible stay at home. You know, he's got some some pop. Um, I think you move him then, and maybe you get a first, or maybe you get you know you make moves to to put together a, a number two center if Rasso is developed into a number one. Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking. I think if, Dumba signs either yeah, either Dumba right. takes a really team friendly deal. Or Garen flips Dumba, uh, and maybe you know Gully's gonna gonna walk. Um, you think maybe, so? I don't think they're resigning Goligowski. Because at the beginning of the season, there was a thing. That yeah, I think that everybody's shifted though. I don't think that they want him anymore, and I think that you know I think he looked really great for the beginning of the season. I think he'll be another year older next year. And I think, although for me, at $2 million, I mean, if you can slot him as your number five se- uh, defenseman for $2 million, he's yeah. probably still really good. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that they're re-signing him. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that maybe if Dumba says, I want more than, you know, an extremely team-friendly deal, I think you send him walking and you figure out Fiala somehow. Because I think that there is a possibility that if you get Dumba's money off the books. But my gut is that Dumba says, I love it here. I just bought the ugliest house Samson's <laughs> ever seen in fucking Minnetonka or whatever for three million dollars. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere. Of course, I'm happy to take a four or five year, four million dollar contract um, and play out the rest of my prime here, and then you know we can talk whenever. Um, that's that's my gut that will happen also i i love fiala and i think he's i think he's you know again i think he's maybe the most athletic guy on our team like you see him yeah skate he's not a better hockey player than cat but he's at least as strong and creative of a skater as kaprizov um, way stronger on pucks dude way stronger. way stronger on pucks but but skating wise i mean fiala's as athletic as any as anybody you see in the league like he's just he's like pure athlete. Kaprizov's just a much better all-around hockey player, and he is so strong on the puck, and he he he's, he moves like he's bigger than he is and smaller at the same time. Uh, yeah. I mean, Kaprizov's like a, you know, he's a superstar. And Fiala's not a superstar, but Fiala is, is borderline great. But, let's remember that a lot of that really spurred itself when, when Boldy came in, um, and both Gaudreau and Fiala all of a sudden became much better hockey players with the onset of Boldy. And so, I don't know, I think maybe if if Rossi comes up next year and he looks pretty good and you, you know, uh, you shift 
Gaudreau to the to the to the wing or something. I don't know. I just I think um, I think the emphasis will be on in-house talent because I think that Fiala's going to want a lot of money, and I don't blame him. And I just don't think that Garen's going to going to do it for seven and a half. Yeah. I don't think he can. I think that I think six million he can figure it out if Dumbo walks, but. Uh, anything over that I don't think is in the conversation. No, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, and it, honestly, too, it's like... It's not the easiest... And I'm not saying it is for other teams either, but it's just like... Fuck, you know, like, all the... You have serviceable top fours with, like, not ridiculous yep. contracts. You don't really want to do anything but it's like fuck dude you got to consider all options and i was just thinking the other day i was like fuck man no i hear you dean is not like his reason they're not overpaying on him i wonder if he does something but i don't think he actually does i was just saying what you because you know you're good at this stuff (laughs) sometimes sometimes uh fuck i really also hope drew does not go to colorado fuck although you know what i gotta say I, i read uh, Russo talked about Giroux yesterday, and he said, you know, short of faceoffs, he's lost a lot of step in his hockey game. I don't think that he's he's not anywhere near the guy that he was five years ago or even two years ago. Um, he's he's scoring points on a really bad Colorado team or a really bad Philly team where he's getting, you know, still the bulk of the major minutes. But Russo talked about watching him play against the Wild and, and a couple other times, and I kind of agree. He's just he's lost he's lost some oomph you know um, yeah. he is not he's not a f- top line guy anymore and he he's he's pushing not being a top six guy anymore now I think on Colorado where you can slot him in comfortably on the third line he wins a bunch of faceoffs it's a nice pickup for Colorado I think it'll cost more than it's worth and I'm glad that we aren't in the conversation because yes. like Russo said we're not you know one of the wonderful things about Garen is he's not going to sell the fucking farm for face-offs yeah um, which I mean the Wild need a lot of help on face-offs but it's I'd rather not see you know solid prospects uh, future Alex Tux go to getting us a season of an aging face-off master yeah absolutely and even you know like I think if you're, I don't know. I think if we have a more dominant pull, yeah, for the playoffs, I don't think. I I don't know. I still think it stays the same, but it's like maybe you consider it a little heavier. But yeah, I'm. Yeah. I think now that we're like kind of in a wild card spot, I'm happy. Kind of like, I'm going. I'm happy going in as is. Honestly, like me too. Just what well, I and I don't know if it will end. You know, my hope is that is that maybe we get that number six. It's where we probably should be. I know that it's it's kind of a ways away, but uh, a lot can happen in, in hockey. And now we're back to having a couple games in hand. I think. What is that? Yeah, I don't think that matters at this point in the season. I gotta say. Well, it matters if we get not the wild card. Um, my point for that is We've now that you have in games hand in hand, hand, you're gonna be playing more for the net remaining like. Yes, absolutely. No, you're right. And so it's it's brutal schedule. But I think right now we're actually sitting, well, we're in third in the Western, but in the division, we're in in fourth in the the Western division as a whole. But don't they, 
they don't do it. They, they do it by by conference. Uh, no, they do it by division and wild card, right? For yeah. So we're why don't they do the one through eight anymore? I don't Fuck, know. That's how basketball man. does it. It's way better. It is way better. Way better. Upsets mean more. Yeah, and then we're we're not just strictly pitted against. Although the central is not as good as it's been in years past. So there's. That. I don't want to play against any of the teams, really. No. It's kind of. Well, scary. won't we? So I always get confused. Will we? If we go into the playoffs right now, we're playing St. Louis. No. Colorado's playing Nashville. Play the Oilers. So it is. It's 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 entire division, not conference. Fuck. I'm okay. How with, does this work? I don't know. See, that's my thing. Is I'm always I I don't know. How do <laughs> playoffs work? Top three teams in each division earn berths in the playoffs. The next two teams conference for the wild card. The top seed in each division plays one of the wild card teams in its conference okay so in that situation I mean I think my hope is that we will not be a wild card team and right now we aren't with two games in hand against yeah. the wild card team yeah, that's so dumb okay yeah. so it looks like then with that logic if the wild card is playing so the number one seed gets one of the wild cards so does that mean that we would play the blues yes I think so. That is fucking dumb. Stupid. Yeah. It is. I agree. Seven the Pylon fully endorses the one through eight. One through eight, motherfuckers. Honestly, I think it would be fun, but fucking logistical nightmare to do one through 16 with the entire NHL. That's, yeah, I just don't think. I think it would, I mean, I think then you're thinking about shifting the whole schedule, so like more like Mark, you know. Yeah, bigger Western, yeah. mar- bigger Western conference markets play bigger Eastern conference markets more. Yeah. Maybe some teams don't play each other at all during the season. Fuck it, dude, I'm there. Because if you think about it, like a shitty team in the Eastern, I'm, conference... I'm against teams never playing. I think that one of the things that's dope about the NHL that is not true with the MLB or NFL is that everybody plays everybody at least a couple times. I really like that. I don't hate it. I think if I think, I think in important. an al- uh, sure, I think in an alternate universe though, if you are at the bottom of the barrel and you are playing uh, an Eastern Conference team more, and you're both getting draft picks, like I think it builds a, I think it builds like more sustainable ri- like rivalries if you just play teams outside a conference more. You know what I'm saying? Well, isn't that what I'm saying? No, because I'm saying. Fucking, I don't care if I am fucking uh, Arizona, Chicago, or whoever the fuck. I think it's fun to go play a team that, like, I'm more matched up against, you know? So, like, if I play the New Jersey Devils or the Flyers, the Canadians more than I play a divisional team like Calgary, like, I think, I think it's more fun. And, like, you're going to be at the bottom of the fucking barrel anyway, so might as well, like... I don't know. I like the scheduling, but I I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guy. Um, You got anything else, baby? Um, The sun's just blaring me in the face. 
Yeah, tight. Yeah. Get out there. So Get a little sun in your in your bum. Yeah, we should uh, do this again uh, like uh, Monday night or something. Yeah, I think I could make it happen Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Yeah, one of those days. One of them days. All right, I'll see you later. Sounds great. I'll see you tonight too.